Hey, welcome everybody. It's time once again for another episode of Driven by Design. The one show that takes a look at what's driving us these days. Personally, professionally. With the man who's always driving to know more. Brian Thompson. Hey, Brian. Hello. Good afternoon, everybody. What a day, huh? Uh, this is day one of our new administration, so I think everybody is collectively breathing a sigh of relief. It's a nice feeling right now. Um, we have a very special guest today, a man who has created a book that I find quite, we'll call it a cathartic and enlightening read. A gay man's guide to life. Brit East. Yes, the good witch of the East. <laughs> she, she had the good shoes. <laughs> Thank you for being here, Britt. Um, oh, pleasure. Yeah, um, you know, this this show for our viewers is typically about, um, you know, the automotive, uh, the future uh, through an automotive lens. But we want to do something special in this series, in this part of the series, which is what are people out there doing during this time of pandemic when you can't do all the things that you wanted to do, but you may have a little more time for some of the things you And that's one of the reasons I think that Britt's book is so inspiring is because he did it during this pandemic. Uh, you released it in June of last year. So you spent a good few months uh, writing and publishing. Um, Brett, why don't you tell us a little bit about this book? Why did why'd you write it? What's it for? Well, I wanted to take my lived experience, my life experience, and have it count and be meaningful. And the best way I knew how to do that was to be of service to others. You know, I had a rough time growing up in my family. I'm completely estranged for them, lots of abuse and homophobia issues. And so I just wanted to be the big brother maybe for guys out there who maybe also didn't have a family, maybe grew up without a family or estranged for them and maybe lacked some of the wisdom and insight that a family might provide. Maybe I could fill in some of those gaps for them. Yeah, and you know, and, and that comes through in the book. What I what I like about the the structure of your book is that it's 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 really based on this premise of let's get real about and then dot dot dot, uh, and you fill in the, uh, everything from uh, love life to uh, social issues to working from home uh, to uh, you know how who our food and nutrition. Uh, you really do kind of a survey of all different things. And one of the things I like about your writing style to me is it felt like I was reading. Um, uh, sort of a conversation with a friend. As I read the book, I felt like, oh, I, I know this guy, you know, and there's not a lot of, um, it's not a lot of these quote unquote, if I may categorize this as self-help books, right? But yeah. a lot of times they're preachy, right? And you're like, okay, that might work for you, but I got a whole bunch of like kids over here and I've got like, you know, <laughs> things that work when I'm not in your little bubble, right? And so what I love about your book is it's very real. You really address a lot of um, issues and you do keep it real. Um, tell me about like what was what inspired the format of this? Well, I'm just a really logical guy. I mean, there is nothing woo-woo or new agey about this book. It's all kitchen table wisdom. And so I just broke down the facets of life and just attacked each one. And the book kind of wrote itself. I just, you know, I have a long history in, in, a, in a corporate career. So I was able to leverage that. I have a background in the 12 steps. I've been really active as an athlete. Um, so I was just able to um, leverage all that I've learned over the years so that hopefully I can make it a little bit easier for folks out there who just need a leg up in life. A leg up in life. I think that's um, a beautiful way to put that. Um, you're a friendly guy and you know, you've got your, you got your world together there, and, but you did gloss over that you've come from a background of some abuse. And I think that that is, um, that's something that we, I think in particular, maybe in the gay community that we 
we do experience a lot of, and we will often normalize that to the point of saying, oh, that's just something that happened to me. But in this case, I, I want to just circle back to for a little bit because you, you really went back there uh, to that moment. And I, and I feel like that's drew a lot of inspiration from to, to write your book. Um, if you were talking to your younger self who was in that situation now, what would you say to Brit, little Brit? You know, it might sound funny given the serious nature of the book and, and all that I've endured, but I would tell him to not take it all so seriously. I would tell him to laugh more, play more, be silly, that 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 you can actually afford joy. That you can afford joy. <laughs> uh, God, I love that. <laughs> there's, there's, yes. grace, there's grace in your laughter. You don't have to fight the world. I was such a little warrior. And mm. so I would, I would tell him to have more fun have more fun and, and, and he can afford joy. Um, that warrior mentality, I, I understand that um, because you're, you're sort of put up against it, right? And, and um, do you, so let's say if you were to pull out like, for a young, for a young person who would, would see this book and be like, hmm, this might speak to me. Um, what are like two or three things that you would really like them to glean from this book that helps get to that space of, for me, affording joy is, a, beautiful sentiment but that's the way your mind works and i know you have a few more so yeah, give us yeah. a few little tips yeah absolutely you know so i would say the first thing is learn who you are and go be that person go shine your light go engage in those activities that it, where you can exude your most authentic self and allow your life your light to shine bright and for the love of god start standing tall and taking up more space don't slink in the shadows. Be proud of who you are. Wow, I mean, I'm personally touched. You know, from 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 some of our viewers will remember, but I, I've created a project called the Shine Project, which is about emerging from domestic violent relationships and shining that light. And you know that theme. I'll tell you what. When when you're when you come from a background like that, there is this moment where you feel that your light has been dimmed. And you sort of allowed it to dim. And what you're saying, I love this idea that you're saying, uh, learn who you are so that you can shine your light. So let's dive in there a little bit. How do you learn who you are? Yeah, and, yeah. You know, how, how, how do we find out? <laughs> we don't get to, in most cases, pick our families. We don't get to, in most cases, pick our life experiences. Um, that is all stuff that we find ourselves in. But what we get to pick is our response to those events, what we get to do is write our own stories and those stories become our medicine. Mm, and yes. so it's important to go back and harvest the events of what happened. And for some people that will come naturally, for others of us, we need groups or paid professionals. Mm -hmm. There's absolutely no shame in hiring subject matter experts to help you retrieve your core sense of self so that you can then um, push it outward into the world. So, so what I to reiterate so that I that I understand what I'm hearing you say is that to learn who you are is really about finding whatever help you need and embracing that and no shame in the same way maybe that if you want to become a bodybuilder you go to the gym and you will work out and you might hire a trainer because guess what that trainer knows a little bit more about working out. As we <laughs> my, dog, my dog is about to bark his head off with the mail lady. Lou, it's over. 
you missed it. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, um, but this, he knows who he is. Yeah, you did it. This idea that you, to embrace the need to learn is what I'm hearing you say, because I think that if you're in, I find if you're in an environment where you've been uh, abused or you're, um, you're put on trial, a, a common reaction can be to not show that weakness because we uh, not knowing is weakness, mm -hmm. but to just be vulnerable and say, no, I, I need this help. In the same way I need a trainer to teach me how to work out. I need, you know, therapy or a group. I like I like that you're passing that message. I think that can break through for a lot of people that, um, you know, none of us have these answers. But one thing I really want to touch on, too, that you said about our reactions, our responses to the things that happen to us. It's it's really phenomenally true. Right. I, I think about some of the most inspirational people in my life had the most adverse ridden lives. Meaning I think of my grandma who raised me, you know, she had cancer and endometriosis, lost all of her, you know, couldn't have children, but she made me her kid. And and then with a mom who, who, who needed help. And I think of that, it wasn't a burden for her. She loved it. She got to have her boy, you know, and like, that's the kind of thing. It's like, yes, there are terrible things that happen, but out of them can be great things. Case in point, this book you've written <laughs> that I, I I would love to hear a bit more about what has this book done for you uh, and telling your story. Well, not, the, you know, the literal act of writing my story allowed me to contextualize it and understand the life choices I made, but also the healing component of being of service to others. I mean, literally receiving hundreds and hundreds of messages from guys all over the world who've read the book, who are coming out in their 60s, 70s, 80s, who've experienced all sorts of stuff. <laughs> that has been a miracle. And that has made it, um, it has been so touching and has made it all seem worthwhile. I think that's a huge, uh, huge thing that you're talking about. When, when you tell your story, when you reveal what's inside, it touches somebody. And I found that with the Shine Project, just, you know, uh, it's in, it's only in it's for six months, but it's, you know, it now has a partnership with LGBT Center. So I'm hearing back and hearing people say, I want to tell my story to you or to the world. It helped me grow past what had happened. And I hear that, I think, one of the things that your book may encourage people to do is by reading your story and taking the value and the learnings from it, but also tell their own story. It's so, it's so important for us, especially as gay men, to start to meet ourselves in the eyes of others, to witness them light up when they encounter our spirits, simply Ooh. because we are who we are. That is intrinsically healing. Meet who we are in the eyes of others. That means... What is that? Help break that down for me. Yeah. So, so when when you and I engage with one another, and I see your eyes shine with wonder and awe, simply in in the presence of my being, then that is a healing experience for me. I might approach you thinking you might have some judgment about me. You might think this or that, especially as a gay man. I might approach you with an air of defensiveness or with a mask. 
I'm trying to be, I'm trying to perform a certain way. I'm trying to be the best little boy in the world. I'm trying to leave, lead with my resume. But when I can let all of that go and simply be who I am, authentically, vulnerably to the core, and yet you bear benevolent witness and your eyes shine in wonder, then that is healing for both of us. Yeah, that's, and that's beautifully put. I mean, I can tell she's a writer because the way you're so articulate, but um, I, you know, the way you put that with that you, the, 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 the strength is in the vulnerability. It's kind of what I take away from that, right? And that's a lesson yeah. men need to learn. Yeah, all of us really, but I mean, I know what you mean by men, especially, but oh, you know, totally. it's, a, it's a powerful lesson that all of us can learn, especially uh, through adversity. You know, I, and I always do think of my grandma, Mama Lou, and, and, and she was so vulnerable and honest, and she was a happy person. You know, like she didn't disavow stuff that happened to her. She, it was part of her story. I mean, you know, but she, it, she was so honest about it and there was never any hiding of it versus other people I, you know, I've known in, in my upbringing who were very uh, defensive and could never be vulnerable. And it's like, those were, you, you don't connect with that so much. The way you talk you, about her, the way you speak of her, it's almost like she understood that happiness is a state of doing, not a state of being. Oh, yeah. She, we were pretty redneck, so she wouldn't have had those words, but that's exactly, you just put the words into her mouth that she would have said, thank you. I'll have seconds of that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to run out of time here. Uh, I want you to tell people where they can find your book because Lou did make a vocal appearance. I'm going to grab him so it makes sense of who he is. You start telling people how they can find your book. Yeah, the best way to find my book is on my website, BrittEast.com, B-R-I-T-T-E-A-S-T.com. And it has a link there where I've consolidated all the online stores so you can buy from your favorite online store. It's also available in bookstores as well. And that website has all my socials on it if you want to connect or read free articles or my blog and all that kind of good stuff. Okay, and are you on, are you, are you on Instagram as well? Oh, yeah, I'm everywhere. Okay, so you, great. You I think that would be great. I think that's a nice way for people to yeah. say it again. You'll find all that on my website. Okay, excellent. Well, thank you so much. I I love the book. Go out and read the book. It'll change your life. It's really powerful. And Loopy says hi. He wanted his camera time. (laughs) Thank you, Fred. You've been listening to another great example of Driven by Design. Talking to people who were driven to tell a story. Right here on the Storytelling Channel, octalkradio.net.